0: Let's talk about Airbnb. There's no doubt we are in a tight rental market. Rents in Vancouver are up 17% in just over a year, averaging about $2,800 per month for a one-bedroom apartment. Now, it's a reminder we're in the middle of a housing crisis, so why then are Airbnb listings still flooding the Vancouver market? While many are licensed, many still remain unchecked and are illegal, making it difficult to find housing for locals. While our next guest is working with Vancouver City staff to figure out how many illegal short-term rentals are actually operating in the city. Lenny Zhao is an ABC City Councillor, and he joins us now. Lenny, thank you for speaking to us today.
1: Yeah, thank you, Jess. Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, how serious of an issue is Airbnb uh, at this particular point in the rental market?
1: Well I think it is a very serious problem because I think uh, as everyone know we are under a housing crisis so many people they are struggling to find a housing space in Vancouver but uh, they are trying to take advantage of our system making with uh, making some illegal money so I think it is very serious and it is on my so I'm gonna you know work with uh, all the committee leaders. The, uh, the short-term rental platform, the city staff, as well as the elected officials from the provincial government and the municipal government to try to you know solve this issue for a long-term solution.
0: Now, recently I was reading there's just over 4,000 <clears> active listings for short-term rentals in Vancouver. What are the rules around yeah. Airbnb right now in the city?
1: Oh, there are many rules. Actually, there's a, a very uh, strict bylaws regarding the short-term rental. What well, the most important thing is, you have to be, you know, uh, short-term rental for your principal residence. So if you do not live there, that's not considered as a principal residence. So that that is considered as illegal short-term rental.
0: So why are we seeing so many listings? Is it just a, a lack of enforcement?
1: Well, lack of enforcement as well as really it is the fact that we need more hotel space in Vancouver. And Vancouver is a very popular that so many people coming here and uh, they couldn't, they, could, they couldn't find any hotel space. So short-term rental is their option. So there's a huge demand over there. So that's why I want to be very clear. We need to support short-term rental. In fact, we need to support more because as we all know, Vancouver is very popular, but we, we are only talking about illegal short-term rental here. The illegal short-term rental is not acceptable in the city of Vancouver. Mm-hmm. So what
0: is the city planning to do about it?
1: Well, I've been having different conversations with uh, city staff. So I understand there are eight FTE uh, staff members in the enforcement department. So you, you know, they told me that uh, they have a very uh, robust tools to you know, uh, cross-reference with the information from the city system as well as the uh, RBNB's uh, website. So I'm meeting with them this week. I, I believe it's Thursday. So to understand more about this uh, uh, enforcement effort, I think uh, with my ten years experience in analytics, so I really want to hope to you know help with our team to build a more robust process, so we can you know take proactive action. Uh, for those illegal short-term rental listings.
0: Have you been given any indication as to what the provincial government uh, will be doing? My understanding is that they're uh, actively developing legislation to deal with the short-term rental issue, and they plan to introduce it uh, in Victoria uh, in the fall.
1: Yeah, so that's a very good question. So, you know, I, I keep hearing that China, the provincial government is going to enhance the legislation, but I haven't heard anything in details yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to continue to push very hard with our provincial partners uh, China, at the different platform, uh, at UBCM in the, in, in the fall, to see if we can work together to make the, our legislation, um, you know, better for enhance our legislation. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, there's uh, really something we need support from the, from the provincial government, as we all know. Uh, so, you know, we charge $1,000 per violation uh, for the illegal short-term rental. That is the maximum we can do as a municipality. So $1,000, basically the illegal short-term renter operators, they can make up the money in, I don't know, two or three days. So the cost for being illegal uh, uh, you know, operators is too low but that's nothing we can do. We have to rely on the uh, provincial government to have a better legislation.
0: Uh, is Airbnb a company that uh, is sympathetic or good to work with? And what I mean by that, a lot of tech companies always say that they're concerned about whatever impact they're mm-hmm. having. Uh, but generally, mm-hmm. uh, they're not based here. They're based in the U.S. Um, they're based around that's the world, right. right? But the head office isn't here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those are just words at the end of the day. Are they a company mm-hmm. you can work with that they're sympathetic? Or are they uh, are they a company that's giving you mostly lip service to their concerns? Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think so. You know, I had a very positive meeting with the uh, representatives from RBNB last week. So they actually showed a very good attitude of collaborating with the uh, city of Vancouver. In fact, they are the only platform having this uh, compliance agreement with the uh, city of Vancouver. Mm-hmm. So they are willing to do more data sharing, information sharing with city of Vancouver. So they are exploring that option. But also, I want to be very clear. So we have to strike the balance here. So if we give too much pressure to Airbnb, this only platform that will lead other non-compliant operators to shift to other short-term rental platforms which will defeating the purpose of our effort right so it doesn't help mm-hmm. so that's why you know we need to support from the provincial government for us we have a voluntary agreement with Rbnb but not other program but as a municipality we have no authority to do that for to do that for every single platform so again the provincial, the leadership from the provincial government, is really important.
0: Um, I'm just trying to wrap my head around sort of the practically how this is done. Let's say I owned a condominium mm-hmm. in Olympic Village, and I charge, yeah. um, I can make twenty six hundred dollars per month in a one bedroom rental. If I were mm-hmm. to rent that out to an Airbnb uh, middleman, he pays me, and you know, let's say I, I I would rent mine out for twenty six hundred dollars a month. He rents my facility and say, I'll give you $3,200 a month for the one bedroom, knowing full well he can make $4,500 a month renting the space out. So he makes a bit of a profit. And he could have two or three condos that he does this
1: in, right?
0: Is Mm -hmm. that legal? Mm -hmm. Can somebody do that right now?
1: Well, again, if it is aligned with the the bylaws, the short-term rental bylaws, which allow you to become, uh, to be a principal resident, it is okay. But uh, if it is not a principal residence, meaning that uh, some of the owners, they are using their investment unit to do the short-term rental. Of course, that's not legal. Mm -hmm. So that's something under the radar right now.
0: Because what I was hearing is basically you would rent it out to an individual who then has an Airbnb business, and their name may be on the lease, but they're just renting it out on on Airbnb, and it would have two or three or four condos they're renting out, and they would just have a constant (laughs) business and paying people a little bit more than they would make let's say, having long-term renters. Uh, I mean, I, my understanding is that is a lot more common than people think.
1: Yeah, I, that's what I heard as well. So that's why in some very popular spot uh, for short-term rental, I saw a huge percentage of the illegal short-term rental units Just to give you one idea, I don't want to mention the specific location. So there was uh, one strata council I met, uh, I think two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So there's uh, there are 233 units in one uh, in one strata building, but there are more than 30 illegal short-term rental. You know, the the percentage is more than 10%. That's pretty significant, and that's not acceptable. And there are housing crisis. You know, again, so the residence housing in Vancouver that's the most important. So that's something I try to work with uh, different uh, stakeholders Mm -hmm. to enhance our legislation and enforcement.
0: Between local and and the B.C. government, the Vancouver Council and Mm -hmm. the B.C. government, you think we'll have some sort of viable solution by the fall then?
1: Well, I hope so. I mean, I've been pushing really hard. I've been talking with uh, different provincial leaders. I really hope that uh, uh, we can have a more robust legislation. But again, it's up to uh, the provincial government. All I can do is to advocate strongly over and over again. That's what I can do as an elected official for a municipality. Mm-hmm.
0: Lenny, thank you for your time today. Really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Josh. Thank you so much for the, for the time.